Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official time of the Marvel Universe with the guests and talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who j- just, you know, had a real bad go at it, you know, just born in the wrong era. Mike! Salutations. Ahoy hoy. What not. Today we're going to be talking uh, about a person, you know, who might have been okay if he was just born, like, I don't know, a couple hundred years earlier. Uh, Kill Raven. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's this dude. Say, so show me those boots. Let's get let's get that boot yeah. action going. By the way, the first months. person who I could say has thigh high pirate boots. Oh my god. I just realized <laughs> honestly, I thought that those were cut like pants cuffs. I did not realize those were thigh high boot pirate boots. No, those are thigh high pirate boots. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh and it, it's it's like okay, so it's a it's a dude. They're thigh pirates. Don't worry, I yeah. there. It, and let me tell you, like, it is an outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and by outfit, I mean almost nothing. And not in the normal almost nothing. It does have high-rise pirate boots. Again, mm-hmm. I want to emphasize that. Uh, like a headband. And I'm pretty sure shirtless, because I think they drew a belly button. <laughs> there. <laughs> with, like, metal. With, like, metal. You know there's things that, like, athletes wear that, like, like for their arms it's like a little sleeve that they put on Mm -hmm. well he has metal versions of those yeah naturally he's a superhero yeah or villain i don't know kill raven and and also let's just say this is a very provocative pose it looks like this is something you would send to like i don't know like a Mm, can't wait for someone you're wooing okay like someone you're wooing you're just like hey look at this because he's holding the sword in a way that's both careful but also provocatively, I would say. <laughs> like, look at this. Tell me this isn't like a tell me this isn't like a photo you said. His kink is swords and safety. It is just it is a is the whole thing. You should definitely go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. Don't do it. To take a look at the picture. Don't do that. Okay, yeah. Just listen listen to the per listen to Mike, of course. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm a guest. Yeah. Yep. Not no, no, you mm-hmm. uh, are you? You asked yeah, you me are. to be okay. here. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, but today, yeah, but but today, Kill Raven. Guess what his real name is? Raven Kill. No, no, no. It's it's Jonathan Raven. Of course. Yeah, that's so Kill Raven. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, he's a former gladiator mm-hmm. and later freedom fighter. Uh. His identity is publicly known on his alternative Earth. The general population of mainstream Earth is unaware of his, uh, you know, really, his general existence. You said his public is known on his, and you pause long enough. I really, my brain thought you were going to finish that sentence with a website. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just, it, I wouldn't be surprised if someone would put up a set of photos on this on certain websites. I'm just saying it, it's. It looks like a boudoir suit, almost a shoot, almost. Absolutely. Legal status is a citizen born in the United States. Later became a slave of Martians. Okay. And then later became a wanted 
outlaw. Still by Martians or just in general? I'm assuming Martians. Okay. Probably because he was a former slave. Because <laughs> he was on Mars. No, no, he was still on Earth. Oh, the Martians had Earth slaves on Earth? Yeah. There's a whole thing. There's a whole thing with it. We'll get into it, but there's a whole thing. Uh, his place of birth was... Well, he also went by KR. Um, his place of birth is New York. He is single and recorded exploits to date. Um, known relatives is Marie Raven. His mom, dead. Joshua Raven. His brother, dead. And uh, he first appeared in Amazing Adventures Volume 1, number 18. Mm-hmm. Which... They call him Kill Raven, Um, and you know, and it's it's uh, oh in May nineteen seventy three. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, and it's a cover. This is like if Hercules was the main character of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, they were they were definitely picking up on the vibe, like a Zardars vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, you have Kill Raven with long hair. With a sword and a gun, like standing, you know, doing like, you know, standard power pose, like grimacing. And this is called War of the Worlds. And uh, you may be like, hey, hey, they're tripods. And there seems to be Earth around them. And they seem to be like, you know, messing with stuff. This is a direct homage to War of the Worlds by G. Wells. Shocker. I know. Uh, But it's just a bunch of fire in the background. And it does that one thing I really like in like 70s uh, Marvel comics, mm-hmm. where the character box, where they normally have like the little picture of the person, is a circle. Mm-hmm. That's just like a tinier version, like a full odd picture of the person instead of just like their face. And you could just see like a tiny version of the little, little picture of him, where it looks like there's this, you know, one running from like out of the sun of God. him. God. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, this is the world packed premiere of a startling new series, and uh, and yeah, um, I will say that they keep on saying alternate Earth in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a very nice Earth. It's uh, Earth sixteen. Uh, well, sorry, six ninety one or sixty nine one, depending on you know. I see what you're doing. Yeah, or six nine one. Uh, but yeah, it is. But yeah, it's that Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the sexiest <clears throat> earth no there's the one no further questions oh, yeah see i'm trying to think of the sexiest earth that i've drawn a blank but i don't think it's this one well <clears throat> tweet at alphabet flight on twitter uh what you think the sexiest earth is yeah we'll find we'll find one i'll have to go through all the all the uh all the earths to find out which one uh but do a very special crossover with okay crusader yeah, that'll actually take a lot of research. I'll have to I kinda wanna look into that though. That'd be interesting. Um so Kill Raven is a native of an alternate Earth mm-hmm. in which sentient octopus like aliens known as the Martians invaded the uh, UK in nineteen oh one. it had not been yet revealed whether these aliens are actually originate from Mars or if their race is actually native to another planet, or merely uses Mars as a base. Uh Using their tripod-like war machines, the Martians threatened to conquer the planet, but instead died due to the lack of immunity to disease carried by Earth's microorganisms. Uh, give me one moment. See, I'm trying to mention something here. I don't see that they do mention it, but according to 
according to this world. Um, mm-hmm. The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells, mm-hmm. which was would have been written around this time, was put out by governments as disinformation so people wouldn't realize there was an alien invasion. So wait, this is... Wait, so when this was written, this was around the time of War of the Worlds? No, when, no, in 1901. In 1901, it would have been around the time so this War of the is Worlds set happened. in 1901. No, no, that's just a, that is a piece of the history of this world. But, okay. But yeah, so it's kind of like how uh, both Frankenstein and Dracula are actual stories that had, uh, that was fictionalized gotcha. in the Marvel Universe. Because you both have Frankenstein monster and right. Dracula. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you now. I thought you were saying that this was like set or written during 1901. That's where I was really confused. Like, there's no, no way this comic yeah. book was written in 1901. No, I already said when it was written. I'm, I'm, yeah. But yeah. I wasn't but listening, yeah, it's Jesse. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, it, they, the Martians died the same way they mm-hmm. did in the book. It turns out they didn't do any research. You, you know, mm-hmm. The thing that we did that the people generally do before they try to invade a place, mm-hmm. unless they're dumbasses. Yeah. Well, to be fair, we are in a forever war in a place that was literally called the uh, graveyard of empires. See. Okay. I think that's more hubris than anything. You know what? I think I think they're just America. They're just America. Surprise! We've been Martians the whole time. Because a uh, fun fact: there has. I don't think there's ever been an outside force in, in my I, in my um in my knowledge. The reason why Afghanistan was called Graveyard of Empires is because almost every single uh, nation that went up against like the Persians and stuff and mm-hmm. like people in that area, their empires died, <laughs> which is why we're in a forever war. Mm-hmm. And the, if that war was a baby when it first came out, they would have been able to they'd be able to drink now. I think. No, close to it. They'd be 20. Yeah, they'd be 20. They're close to being drinking age in the U.S. Oh, they're drinking. They're just not legally allowed to yet. Yeah, well, they're on base, so they can drink if they're 18. Exactly a century later, in 2180, the Martians staged another invasion of Earth. Uh, the Martians have developed immunity to Earth diseases. On June, ni- on June 29, 2001, the day, the day of the so-called One Day War, the Martians somehow caused every nuclear pile on Earth to overload, thereby destroying all atomic stro- uh, stockpiles, uh, nuclear power plants, and nuclear weapons on Earth. So it's uninhabitable. For five years. Nah. You know, because that would definitely make it uninhabitable, because we have more than enough to destroy all of the planet multiple times over. But nah, nah, it didn't do that. Okay. You know? Yeah. You know, humans still were alive. Um. The Earthmen used conventional weaponry to fight against the Martians' conquerors. The second wave assault uh, of the second wave assault. The Martians efficiently completed their conquest of Earth during this time. The Martians presumed that Killraven's father, whose last name had not been yet disclosed, was killed during this five-year uh, period. The Martians captured many Earth scientists and designated them as keepers, with the role of performing experiments on captive human beings since the keepers since keepers served the martians voluntarily others were under martians mental control other human beings served as the martians um, served the martians in the role of exterminators killing humans or opposed the evasion that that be that was kind of smart you know wait a hundred years later you know i mean there's a little bit longer <laughs> yeah 
Jonathan Raven, who was later known as Kill Raven, was born in the year 2000, one year before the second Martian invasion. In 2006, the Martian the Martians attacked New York City. Kill Raven's mother, Marine Raven, escaped with her two sons, Jonathan and Joshua, uh, to Welfare Island one um, one week after the Martians uh, arrived in the city. The three Ravens remained in hiding in a hospital where the two for two weeks. Finally, however, Marine, uh, Marine Raven was killed by a force of Earthmen serving the Martians. The leader of this re- recruitment force, Doctor Raker, took charge of Jonathan while the while Saunders, an exterminator, took Joshua. Hmm. So I feel I feel like if you read almost any story featuring an innovation, you just kill the children as well, because they kind of, I don't know, grow up with a hatred for you, that they eventually lead a force to overthrow you. Yeah. It's only, I don't know, in some of the oldest stories we have, Yeah, but I mean, as a human race. <laughs> I mean, they didn't even do the research to find out that air would kill them. Like, they probably didn't read our stories. Like, like, but like, but the but the humans should have known. Yeah, but humans are dumb. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just like it makes sense. It just makes sense. You, you, not to sound not to sound like a war criminal, but you don't take in the sons and daughters of the people who you just kill the mother in front uh, in front of them. You just don't. By the way, I see the Hague called. They're still waiting for you to show up for your trial. I'm sorry, I'm American. I don't get I don't get uh, persecuted for war crimes. Fair enough. I'll let it, I'll pass that yeah. on to the Hague. Oh yeah, well the Hague will uh, not do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because we would have a lot more American presidents <laughs> in the Hague. Um, yeah, Jonathan was trained to be a gladiator fighter of the humans for the Martians and amusement. Is eventually given the gladiator uh, glad- gladiatorial uh, title Kill Raven, mm-hmm. despite harsh disciplinary. Uh, measures jonathan continued to rebel against his masters the gladiatorial trainees began to look upon him as a uh, as a leader in 2008 jonathan made an unsuccessful attempt to escape captivity where he was placed under supervision of the keeper whitman for habitation for rehabilitation jonathan remained with whitman for two years during that time jonathan did not fight in the gladiatorial arenas Instead, Whitman subjected him to a series of experiments. Jonathan regarded Whitman as an enemy, as a servant of the Martians. In fact, although the Martians had imposed enough control over Whitman's mind to prevent him from rebelling himself, Whitman nonetheless decided it was decided to overthrow. Decided, well, sorry, was was dedicated to their overthrow. He told his masters that he was experimenting on Jonathan in order to cure him of his rebelliousness. But in fact, he gave him like latent superhuman powers mm-hmm. to protect, to project his consciousness into the minds of the Martians and to control them. I feel like I would, like I would do that to myself if I could just, you know. Yeah, this is really weird. Like, oh, he's mind controlled, so he can't uh, overthrow. But he still did. Yeah. Okay. But Whitman injected Jonathan with fluids that gave him physical prowess. Uh, Beyond which a child his age. They can just say possess. code red. Yeah, it was just code red. Yeah, he got he got uh he got double he got double uh XP. 
was uh, a, the, during the weekend with these codes. They um, injected code right into one arm and uh, live wire in the other one, and just yeah, and then gave him the uh, and then he just uh, started pounding down the sugar-free monster. Absolutely, you know, because it's healthier. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, oh, wait, he would have been eight? Wait, 2008? He would have been, yeah, he would have been eight. Oh, okay. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just a real fun time to have a gladiator, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Wait, so he was a child gladiator? He was a child gladiator. Okay, wait, again, uh, in Minecraft, it would be, I think that'd be like, you know, if I was a monster, that'd be kind of fun to watch. You know, like a child gladiator. In Minecraft? What's happening? Oh, it's for parody reasons. You, if you say in my... Never mind. I was trying to make a joke. Okay. You know when you say something that is technically bad? If you say in Minecraft, then it makes it a parody thing. Okay. I've never heard it's that It's a before. thing that people... Have you never heard like any... What, okay, whatever. It's You're supposed... It's like a thing. Okay. It's a thing that people do because if you say certain things out loud... It, to take it out of context, it sounds like you're admitting to a crime. Okay. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that might be fun to watch. You know, like a like an eight-year-old with the uh-huh. agility of an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. It'd yeah. be, well, what am I trying to say? Hand-eye coordination of eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Just try to do gladi- gladiatorial stuff. I don't know. That's really messed up, and I can't believe that you think it's cool to watch children fight. Uh, well, I do have a whole segment in another podcast about it, so. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, uh yeah, but basically like, you know, he you know, he's just, just stronger. And using like a uh, method of psychoelectronics, Whitman implanted intensive knowledge and much of human culture and learning within Jonathan's subconscious mind. Thus, Jonathan became a living library of knowledge of human history, all art, science, all of which Whitman feared would otherwise be forgotten due to Martian overthrow of human civilization. Martian, well, sorry, uh, Whitman also implanted mental blocks in Jonathan's mind to prevent him from having access to this information until such a time where he was psychologically strong enough to use the psionic powers to control a Martian's mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan first met gladiator Masula Scott in 2010. He's 10 at this time. Uh, and first met the gladiator titled Bald Eagle in 2014. And Killraven and Bald Eagle fought together for the first time in the arena in Manhattan, Madison Square Garden, defeating the gladiator War, and that's War with two R's. Of course it is. Yeah. It was Killraven who nicknamed Bald Eagle Old Skull. In the same year, Killraven escaped from the Gladiatorial Institute, taking Old Skull with him. Uh, Killraven spent the next 12 months living in an area in New York formerly known as Queens, studying books and information at videotapes in order to learn about human civilization before Martians and... You know, that's just put a hat on a hat. I know he doesn't know it yet, but he has a mental block. (laughs) I'm just like, damn, I spent all that time. I spent a whole year studying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I would I would think I'd be a, like a little upset if I had all of human knowledge in my brain that I could just access in like maybe like another year or so, and I spent a whole year studying. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, you've been doing so many better things. 
so 2000 in 2016, Killraven sailed by raft to Staten Island, where he encountered <clears throat> a group of freemen, humans belonging to uh, humans uh, beings living out of Martian control. Killraven became the leader of a band of this freemen, included Mosula, now at large, an old skull. On New Year's Day 2017, Killraven and his freemen captured the mayor of New York, a collaborator with the Martian. After the mayor regained his freedom, he renounced Killraven on public broadcasts. Beginning with his this episode, Killraven's fame and uh, reputation spread. Eventually, he was regarded by both Martians and the people of Earth as the greatest freedom fighter against the invaders. This is why you don't say the names of your, you know, number one villains. Mm -hmm. Be like, yeah, he sucks. He captured me and he's going to fight for you and blah. No, just don't do it. Don't do that. Don't do it. You know, once you do do it, you know, the Strystate effects starts going. Everyone wants to, everyone would be like, oh man, that Kill Raven must be real good. Oh my God, I love that Kill Raven. I saw him at Madison Square Garden. Um, Sometime after his encounter with the mayor, Killraven found a mortally wounded wounded keeper Whitman. The injury somehow freed Whitman from his mental control of the Martians, and the dying keeper told Killraven, You'll learn. You're special. I knew you will be ready on the day you were able to breach our defenses and kill me. You can destroy them. You have the power! Oh. No, he's not. He's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew he'd be ready when you just stabbed me real hard <laughs> this really sucks by the way uh my favorite part about this issue is the f- like entire page of eight panels where we're just going owie 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 as he's being stabbed straight through this is like uh oh it hurts oh finally <laughs> don't ever get stabbed ah <laughs> oh man we're starting to get to uh to our time you know, because 2016, uh, when we, well, no, yeah, 2016, when we realized that uh, the killing Harambe made put us in the dark timeline. Yeah. Um, was, wait, was Harambe a Martian? Mind blown. Yeah. Oh, no, it was a, it was a kid. Hashtag Harambe. Harambe. No, the kid was a Martian? Yeah, the kid was a Martian. So this was actually a hit on Harambe. Yeah. Okay. Harambe was the uh, was the uh, protector of the timeline. Harambe was assassinated by Martians. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, in 2018, Killraven and his freemen destroyed the experimental laboratory at New York Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. where the experiments in mutating human slaves were performed. It was at this time Camilla Frost, a renegade keeper, joined Killraven's band of freemen <clears throat> kill raven and his freemen battled martians over the wide area of the united states during the following year uh, years moving from new york to washington dc and far beyond uh, the martians came to regard kill raven as the human being who posed the gravest threat to them Ooh, it's almost as if he's killing a bunch of martians that's why you would view him as a threat it's pretty logical yeah <clears throat> uh so in 2019, the Martians captured Killraven and planned to televise his execution on uh, to the nation. However, the Martian High Overlord told Killraven his brother Joshua was still alive and his freemen 
made their way from the former site of Yellowstone National Park to Okefenokee uh, Swamp in Georgia. And in 2020, Kill Raven and his uh, freemen arrived at Cape Canaveral, Florida, the former site <coughs> of the Kennedy Space Center, mm-hmm. where the Martian now used as a spaceport for travel between Earth and Mars. By this time, Kill Raven had discovered his powers to project his consciousness into Martians' minds and was learning how to master it. Are we not going to so, touch on the fact that his brother's still alive, or is that still coming up? Uh, it may or may not be coming up. Okay. Yep. Um, which means he now knows all of human nature, and he's probably just like, crap, I spent all of like 2016 studying videotapes? What? Because now he knows how to do control mass minds, which means his all of his human nature, all of human knowledge is now unlocked in his brain. Um, it was there in Florida that Raven was finally united with his brother Joshua, yeah. but although Joshua pretended to have escaped from Martians, in fact, he was their willing servant sent to destroy Kill Raven and his freemen. Through surgical implants and chemical treatments and use of psionic powers, the Martian had altered Joshua into a living psychotronic weapon, codenamed Death Raven. Ooh. See, it's the difference between Thanatos and, uh, and uh, Hades. One is the god of dead, and one is the god of killing. Mm-hmm. You know, god. Kill Raven uh, is Thanatos, and Death Raven is Hades. I can't wait for them to reveal the third Raven brother, and he's Life Raven. <laughs> there's, also, there's also one that's like barely a live Raven as well. <laughs> we don't talk about them, really. Coma <laughs> Raven. Like, yeah. Um... As Death Raven, Joshua transformed himself into a humanoid wolf who can mentally <laughs> control other wolves. Wow. All right. <laughs> you could have you called him Wolf Raven. <laughs> that is kind of the equivalent of the Dark Shadows movie that came out a f- number of years ago, where at the end, Chloe Grace Moretz is like, also, I'm a werewolf. And it's just like, what the hell? You know, I'm going to be real honest, like, you know, werewolf thing only comes up every once in a while, so, you know, if it wasn't a full moon for most of the month, you know, why would you, why'd you mention it, you know? Yeah, I know, I just, like, that, that all of us, like, oh yeah, by the way, not only is he still alive, and it won't turn the Martians, he can turn into wolves and control other wolves. Yeah. yeah I feel, why did you call him Death Wolf? Yeah, why, I mean, Raven, because it's their last name, but still, like. No, it just feels like you're putting a hat on a hat. Yeah. At that point, but. We could have just called him Josh the Wolf. Yeah. Uh, Kill Raven finally used the psionic powers to take over the body of a Martian commander and use it to kill Death Raven. This (laughs) was the first time the Kill Raven had been able to use the psionic powers, not just enter a Martian's mind, but to control it. As a result, he was now also uh, able to have a conscious access to the storehouse of information that women had implanted in his mind years ago, aided by Camilla Frost, Jeanette Miller, a former astronaut who had joined Kill Raven's uh, Freeman, mm-hmm. uh, then destroyed the Martian base at Cape Canaveral with explosives. <clears throat> the rest of Kill Raven's life had yet been recorded, but it is known that Kill Raven intended not only to overthrow the Martians, but to rule the Earth. Okay. And there's, but also go to Mars himself and rage war against the Martians there. It was not yet revealed whether he succeeded in fulfilling their ambition. And according to one account, the original Deathlock in the Guardians uh, of the Galaxy are also native to this alternate Earth dimension, which Kill Raven exists. According to this account, the Martian conquerors of Earth were eventually overthrown. Hmm. 
which I don't know how much you know about the original Guardians of the Galaxy, but that means another alien race went to Earth and took over human the human race again. Like, you know, in about, uh, in about a, a millennia. I mean, that's basically the cosmic scale. That's like tomorrow. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so he's, uh, six, one weighs one eighty five, blue eyes, red hair. And, you know, he does a lot of regular exercise. So, you know, he's, he's buff. Mm-hmm. Um, he, his known superhuman powers is like, he can take over the mind of a, uh, project his consciousness to the mind of a Martian, thereby controlling, take, could take control of a Martian's body. He's also really good at hand-to-hand combat, an all-around athlete, uh, extraordinary athlete. Um, he also is like real good in swordsmanship, wrestling, and various other forms of martial arts, including karate and savate. Um, he also is a master strategist in guerrilla warfare and uh, a weapon and uh, an expert in most forms of hand weaponry. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also has the knowledge of like all human knowledge before the like before ev- everything happened in uh 2001 he has preferred weapon his preferred weapons are swords and surikens and he's a master of using these weapons yep hmm. that's it oh what were you gonna say oh nothing i was just looking to see if there was an omnibus of there's only 38 or 39 issues of this original run it looks like uh with kill yeah. raven there's no omnibus but apparently he's still being written it showed up in something fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a run called Infinity Wars recently, mm-hmm. where Gamora had all of the uh, Infinity Stones, and she really wanted to kill Thanos. Mm-hmm. And what she did was, after she killed Thanos with like this really rad sword imbued with a Power Stone, mm-hmm. everyone was just like, "Yo, you should probably get rid of those power," you know. Probably get rid of those infinity gems, you know? Maybe get rid of it. Maybe get rid of you know? Get rid of them, maybe. And they're just like, no. I need to get rid of all the all the other evil on Earth. And whatever would fought, fought her, she was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna make a warp universe where I combine the two lives of every, like, two people's lives, like, down to, like, their backstory and the soul gem. While she was stuck on, like, in, like, this, like, post- world area mm-hmm. where where moon dragon and uh quasar her girlfriend mm-hmm. was trying to fight gamora it's interesting like uh moon like my favorite one was probably uh kamala khan and kang huh. like mer- merge together like emma frost and uh logan or uh wolverine mm-hmm. fused ant-man and hulk fused together that's amazing. It's, it was real fun. It was real fun. Um, <clears throat> it was a fun mini event. Uh, it was the first event that happened after Bendis left, and it w- marked a you know era of way better comics. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, what do you do? You have anything else to say about Kill Raven before we <laughs> no, move on? I mean, just I I'm always here for that kind of like schlocky seventies like adventure hero. Just, but also, like, I was looking through some of the other issues. Like, there's one here. It's, like, number 28 or whatever. Um, and it mentions the Death Breeders, which, like, what a cool name. 
But like this never touched this didn't seems like it just didn't touch on any of the actual stuff about this character that I would enjoy. <laughs> it was just all about like I know it's like the chronology of him, but it just seems like there's way more um way more going on around him that I'd be far more interested in than um they're actually like going to tell me about him. Yeah, it's kind of like kind of one of those it's one of those things where the uh whenever you have like an alternate universe type thing Mm-hmm. Like that has like a lot of stuff going on with it. They're only going to go into so much like to the, all of the universes, unless they're specifically talking about the alternate universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to be real honest. He's not the most interesting part of oh, that. No. Universe. Yeah, no, I, he's not, by, I, any, by any means. So, uh, but yeah, um, I think we're pretty much done. So what do you have to plug? Uh, I have a podcast with my friend and co-host Madison Jones. It's called The Equalizers, where we take films that never got a sequel or a prequel, and we give them one either because the films were too good or they don't need one or they're very bad and they don't deserve one. Um, Jesse has been on a couple times now, the first time for A Troll in Central Park 2, Colin Nature Finds a Way, and The Lighthouse 2. Um, we then had to watch The Turn Horse because of Jesse, and I will never forgive that, but um, as you're hearing this, likely... Our Avengers sequel has come out uh, 52 episodes ago. I took 27 of our films and made a shared cinematic universe with an Avengers team. Uh, my co-host Madison wrote the sequel to that here. Um, and I believe that's out as you're hearing this. If not, at least our Green Hornet sequel is out. Uh, we've also got sh- uh, You've Got Mail, the Snyder Cut. Uh, How Are the Duck, Love and Thunder is one that I'm always proud of. Um, there's a whole list there. You can find us everywhere online by searching the Equalizers. Uh, and we always spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S, like in sequel. Um, also, as you're hearing this, I believe my other podcast, A Study in Granada, is back from hiatus with the Musgrave Ritual. Uh, my co-host and friend Jackson F1 and I watched the 1980s Granada television series, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, starring Jeremy Brett, and at this point, Edward Hardwick as Dr. John Watson. Um, we read the stories and we talk about it. We're, we've been on hiatus for a little while. Um, we should have the most great ritual out. I believe by the time you're hearing this, the next episode, Jesse is a guest on, um, and we had a good time with that one. It was weirdly sensual episode of of the Sherlock Holmes canon. (laughs) Yeah. It it was like, it was like someone had like a really long dream telling them, Hey, you like boys. It involved a little, Um, at the beginning, there's some talk about opium. And from at that point on the whole episode's very like dreamy dream mask, but uh, you can find us online by uh, studying Granada. We're at uh, Twitter at in underscore Granada. You can find us there. Uh, I believe right now, all of season two and most of season three is still online, Um, but you can find us there. Well, uh, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called, creepy critters uh where i talk about cryptids in some alert ways um if you want to see the people you're talking about you can go to at alphabet flight on twitter and instagram mm-hmm. um if you'd like to support me monetarily you can go, always go to spectrum.com slash nope but i already said the wrong thing you can always go to uh patreon.com slash alphabet flight mm-hmm. which uh you know throw me a dollar you know forget about it you know throw me a dollar that's almost nothing nowadays um <clears throat> then there uh you know if you want to uh you know tell people about this uh, podcast that'd be great um or you can um rate review subscribe um on itunes or your podcatcher of choice 
And yeah, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Contra protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Thank you.